are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and shoot us an email, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays take two of three from the Chicago White Sox, improving to 77 and 48 on the year. That's four and a half games above the New York Yankees for the AL East lead and still the best record in all of baseball. Uh, However, there was some bad news on Sunday with uh, some injury issues, namely Chris Archer, G-Man Choi, and then uh, Nelson Cruz hitting the COVID IL list. But that aside, it was overall a good weekend for your Tampa Bay Rays and Ulysses. It is a Monday episode, which means it's time for our takeaways, observations, and what we learned from the weekend. What do you have? I agree with you, Kevin. I think that this weekend had a lot, a lot more positives than negatives. Mm-hmm. That's always good. It's always good to come out against a team that, you know, kind of, kind of beat you up on Friday, you know, took, took victory away from you yes. late in the, in the game. And then you come out the next two games and say, no, this is, this is, this is the trop and we're going to take care of business against a team that is definitely going into the playoffs and that deserves to win their division and that deserves to go to the playoffs. So that was, that was pretty cool that the race did that. If you think about it, they almost swept the white Sox. All right. Like we know how close that was to happen. Right. People. And honestly, I think this series taking two of three and almost sweeping the White Sox is way more impressive than killing the Orioles for four games at the yes. drop and beating them up. I, yes. I think, and and let's be honest, the White Sox, it was a more entertaining series than, than the Orioles or some other crap team. Yeah. Like they actually bring some pizzazz, some excitement. I mean, Tim Anderson, he'll beat you up, but man, he's a, fu- they've got some fun, fun players to watch. And that's like, okay, this is competitive, interesting baseball. And I'll tune into this. I won't check out after the fifth inning when the score is 12 to two or whatever it may be. And also before you get to your takeaway here, uh, attendance check, attendance hey. check. We said over under 50,000 Ulysses, you were a negative Nancy saying under 50,000. I they did. got the over 52,149. They had standing out. Yeah. Standing out for this. Good job, Trop. Good job. And Trop, we didn't people. go. That was without us. That was without us to the game. But you know what? Melissa and Carlos went. Jack Stokes went. Um, Jake Stokes. Who. It's not Jake. Jack. I don't think it's Jake. damn it. Stoke. Damn. I got that. I'm not cutting again. this out, by the way. Jake Stokes. <laughs> no. Now he's going to hate me. He's going to be yeah. like, Kevin's my favorite. Chris Johnson. So many of our listeners were there (sighs) and we got a lot of tweets about it too. Yeah. 13,178 on Friday, uh, 22,275, a season high on Saturday, and then 16,696 on Sunday. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. And, and you know what? You actually got to my takeaway because I was looking at round numbers. Round numbers Mm. are fun. If you're a baseball fan, and you must love round numbers because they go hand in hand. Obviously, you know, Miggy Cabrera got his 500th Ooh. home run. 
So I was really thrilled about that. It got me thinking about round numbers, the attendance over 50,000. So for my takeaway, I wanted to kind of play along a little game of yes and no's with you, Mr. Kevin Weiss. Are you ready? I am more than ready. This is going to be fun, I think. Good, good, good. Okay, so let's think about round numbers. I'm going to start really easy. I'm just going to pump 92s down the middle, okay, okay. for you first, okay? Then I'm going to get into the, the dirty stuff. 89-mile-an-hour <laughs> cutters down the middle like Michael Walker. I'm ready. There you go. That this is, my, this is my Walker cutter here. Does Mike Zunino hit 30 home runs? He's got 26 right now. 100% yes. In fact, I would say he goes more than 30, but yes, at least 30 home runs. Okay, fair. I'm not going to put you on the spot on how many because the th- whole thing is around numbers. Yes or no on the 30? You say yes. Number two. Okay. Number two. Austin Meadows has 88 RBIs. Does he pass 100? I will say yes, uh, considering... I mean, when you look at simple answer, yes, but he is everybody. I I guess there's some sabermetric folks that talk about, you know, Hey, you should discount RBIs. It's not really a a great stat, but there are some guys that produce with there's runners on the bases and Meadows is one of those guys. And it's not always the home run we saw during the series. Just if you have to bring the hands in and, and slap the bat, at the ball to, you know, get it down the left field line or, or slap it up the middle, just getting a piece of it and moving the ball sacrifice flat. Like he is amazing at that. Just like Jose Abreu is a great run producer. Austin Meadows is in that realm. And, and I don't see any reason why Meadows can't get 12 more before the season ends. And I, I would imagine that, you know, with, I don't know how much longer that Nelson Cruz is going to be out, but that maybe opens up a little bit more of an entryway for Meadows in the DH spot. Oh, certainly. And, and I want to kind of hammer the point that you've made. Yeah, I know sabermetrics folks don't really like RBIs. I've never met a guy uh, that hits more, uh, that constantly is hitting over 100 RBIs and is a bad player. Like that, mm-hmm. that yeah. like that just doesn't, <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. A, a guy that keeps having that, that kind of energy and, and, and output. Um, I, I like your answer. I do think he will get a get hundred. Can it put you now on the spot? It's getting difficult now. Does he okay. reach over one ten? No, I think that's a little too much. Okay. That, we're so not including that. postseason, right? It's no, just regular no, season. No post, yes. Yes. No, I think one ten is a little bit of a stretch, but one hundred, Definitely. And you see it with guys like some guys, they only hit home runs, uh, solo shots. You know, that's their, that's when they do damage. So there is a little bit of something. And he did it on Friday night. What you're talking about, not only home runs, just the, the, the late inning game, almost game pointing RBI. If the race Mm -hmm. didn't, uh, you know, kind of throw that game there on Friday, uh, you know, he would have had that game winning RBI. He is really good at that. Okay. Let's go back to the game. Number three. Wander Franco has 29 RBIs. Will he reach 50 RBIs? How many games are left? What's the 37. 37 games remaining, and he would need to get 21 RBIs in 37 games. Yes. Uh, No. I don't think he will because... I mean, it kind of depends on the batting order, but he's been batting closer to the top of the order as of late too, yeah. right? On an, yeah. on, on occasion. So I'll say no. I think that's that's a little bit 
little bit tighter. And what we saw, look, I think what Wander is doing offensively is uh, give him a standing ovation for that. Definitely yeah. what he's been able to do, but some of his, some of his hits, at least over the course of the weekend were, you know, hustling out balls that he punched around the infield and not Gotta saying that, that look, and now he's sitting the ball to the fence too, which is great. And you think, you know, a little bit of a, different exit velocity or launch angle that those would be home runs instead of doubles or triples off the wall. But I, I think that's a, that's cutting it a little tight. Like I, I okay. see Meadows getting 12 more RBIs compared to Franco 21 more RBIs, so to speak. Fair, fair. That's why they got harder. That's why they're harder. Okay. And uh, question number four out of five, Chris Archer has pitched six and a third innings for the race in 2021. Uh-huh. Does he pitch 20 innings in the regular season? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. In fact, I know, I mean, Kevin Cash, his words weren't very confident when Archer left what after the second inning with hip soreness, a different part Mm -hmm. of his hip that there Mm -hmm. may be some loose bodies or something running around in there. And this is just, it's really, really unfortunate because he had worked so hard to get back, but we also have to be, realistic. And I think, you know, maybe it's a little bit on us, but I think there's so many people out there that were looking at Archer as a quasi savior for this Mm -hmm. rotation. Let's realize like people crapping on Michael Walker, Chris Archer was Michael Walker in 2019. And then he didn't play 2020 and then had uh, thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. I mean, I might've gotten the, the order mixed up, but, and, and now he's had setback after setback. Uh, and trying to come back. So yeah. this idea that this guy would, you know, Chris Archer of 2013 or 2014, that he's going to come in and be that guy, I think is highly, highly unrealistic. And I wouldn't be surprised if they shut him down or they they totally have to restart over with this thing. And they they burn six and a half million dollars or, or whatever it might be. Um, and if they yeah. do, if he is able to pitch back, I think it's being very, very, very careful with them you know, one inning at a clip. So I, I find it hard to believe that he gets to, that he gets to 20 as of today, as of recording on a Sunday night. You know, I, I, I got to tell you not to honk my own horn here, but I always said that if you could just harness Chris Archer for two innings, I'm, I've said this mm-hmm. a thousand times, you know where I'm going with this, the Wade Davis of 2012, Turn Chris Archer into that. You don't need innings from Chris Archer. You need effective quality yeah. short outings to keep him healthy. You could also do that with Brent Honeywell for, for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. but that's another discussion. Okay, number five of my takeaways on round numbers. There are 37 games left. If the Rays go 20 and 17, 20 being the round number, the rest of the way they end up with 97 wins. On August 22nd, 10.24 p.m., does Kevin Wise think that the Rays get to 97 wins this season? I know I said they wouldn't several weeks ago. Uh, I think it was Jesus Colon who brought it up first, one of our listeners that was very confident from the beginning. I mean, he was on this thing. Um, That's basically 500 baseball. And you look at some of the opponents that they have coming up, I think they get to it. I think they get to 97. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they push a hundred when it's all set. It's crazy. So I'm going to say, yeah, they they get to at least 97. Yeah. Right now, 20 and 17 is a very 
manageable record, I think, for this type of race team. I mean, they're hitting on all cylinders. So 2017, that you're being a little bit conservative there to get to 97, 100 wins. If they get on a really nice, yeah. good, good going stretch, it's not out of the, the realm of possibility. And also what we're playing at here is the, the franchise record of wins, mm-hmm. which, you know, in 08 was 98. So can they yeah. eclipse that? That would be very interesting. You know, I think they could, you know, just for poops and giggles here, I just want to throw out the rest of the opponents that they have this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Phil. I'm not going to give the numbers of games, but just, you know, they've got Philadelphia, Baltimore. Thank you. Uh, the Red Sox to end the month. Uh, oh, you got the schedule in front of you. You can look at this. Uh, Boston. Yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota, Boston, Boston Detroit, Detroit, Toronto, Toronto Detroit, Detroit, Toronto. Toronto. That's funny. Miami, Miami, Houston, and then Yankees. Yeah, I think they can do it. I think so too. Oh my God. They're going to break it, aren't they? Yeah, especially when you consider some of those teams that are last or close to last in the division. I only see them getting worse. Like you look at the second half of the season, those teams, yeah, they might have hung around for a little bit, but then the depth really starts to test them and they implode, especially, uh, especially as, as far as the pitching staff goes. So and I don't, I don't mean to speak ill of the people of Canada, but there's a Canadian team that, um, I think by the end of the, uh, of the month is going to be looking way yeah. too up on um, their I neck think, is going to hurt. And, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a let down season for them. And that's when the race needs to, to care of that Dunedin team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they, they, they lost their opportunity. They had a chance yeah. there when the yeah. Yankees and the Red Sox were beating up on each other. And they just, they're just slightly above 500 right now. And I know they've had some injuries here and there. Springer can't seem to get fully healthy. I mean, they're a talented team, at least offensively, but uh, the wins aren't, aren't coming for them as of this season. And, and even, and again, they, they made that big move for Barrios and it's still, I mean, has it really yeah. paid off as far as, you know, you can only play once every five days. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I think they'll get there. And, and that means if the Rays get 97 wins, don't we have to have Jesus Cologne on the show? He has to we be do. a part of the program. So looking up yeah. for him and, and you know what? Fans as well. I, I'm, I'm going to uh, call him out a little bit. You know what? You've got time. Jesus, get us on trivia. Make your trivia questions set up when you get to be on the show. Put us on the hot seat. That'll be fun. Very good. All right. Uh, I counted five interesting, fun numbers. Is that, uh, is that it for your takeaways here? That's correct, sir. That was all of them. Very good. Very good. Uh, okay. We're all looking, we're all looking for a better night's sleep. Well, molecule mattress is here to help. Uh, molecule mattress sleep scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of traditional mattresses, so it keeps you cool all night. It has zone reflex layers that adjust with all the weird sleep positions, so you never awaken with a stiff neck or sore back. Also, it's antimicrobial. Uh, Let me say that again. It's antimicrobial. There we go. Uh, Sleep on your Molecule mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, you can return it. Visit onmolecule.com 
and save 20% with promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Again, save 20% with promo code locked on at onmolecule.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, getting to some of my takeaways and observations and what I learned from the weekend. First off, uh, I mentioned this, and this had been something that we discussed uh, quite a bit last week, the face of the franchise, who we think is the current face of the Rays franchise. Still some disagreement Mm -hmm. and some undecidedness out there. And I said, you know, why not? put this question out to some of our cohorts with the locked on podcast network. And I did that. I put out a Twitter DM to them and they responded in full force. And I just want to run through some of the, these names, some of uh, who they picked here. And uh, after I run through these names, kind of we'll get your reaction here with this. So uh, Dylan short who hosts uh, locked on brave says Kevin cash uh, Ethan Smith, he, he gave like three answers here. Uh, uh, Ethan Smith with the Locked on Pirates podcast said, Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, Franco, sorry, uh, St. Petersburg, and Neil Huntington. So he gave like four different answers there. Uh, Jason Burke with Locked on A's, Greg Vaughn. Nash Walker with Locked on Twins, Glass Now. Javier Reyes with Locked On Padres. I want so badly to say G-Man Choi, but I'll say Kevin Cash. Uh, Sean Woodley, Locked On Raptors, and also oversees the Locked On MLB department. Uh, Glass now probably soon to be Yuppie. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that is. Must be a Montreal, Canada thing. I know he lives in Canada, right. so I, yeah. I I think that's some this kind of This is Canadian side. humor that we did yeah. not... Uh, uh, received very well. I, I don't understand. I need the close well, captioning. Here. Maybe in seven, eight years, uh, we will have yeah. to get on board with this humor. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. um, Paul uh, Soli, you know, from the Locked On MLB podcast, the the mothership there. He says Randy Rosarena, Bryce Paterik from Locked On Rangers, Locked On Texas Rangers. He says me, Kevin Weiss. I, I'm the face yeah. of the franchise. How about that? I'll Look take that. it. Uh, That's a good then, answer. Yeah, I like it. Very. Uh, very funny there. Um, and then uh, Jeff Snyder with Locked On Dodgers says Brett Phillips. I mean, they ran the whole gamut there. I, yeah. I'm glad that Bryce uh, is, you know, calling you out there. I think that is Thank you, you got to be in the running for 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 that. So I love that. Um, I, it's it, this is how crazy weird the Rays are run, and I mean that in a good way. Yes. You know that that is a good thing when it can be anybody. I, that, that's that's why the team works. It can be Brett Phillips. It can be G-Man Choi. It can be Randy Rosarena. It can be Brandon Lau. It can be Glass now. Yes. I just rhymed like that was, you know, cutting the hat. But <laughs> all right. It's late night with the, lo- yes. with the Locked on Race crew, people. Um, We're recording late night here. Yeah. Uh, no, this is this is great. I think that's fantastic. And I think that speaks to the Rays way. It's if it's the Angels, you know, maybe any any other year other than 2021, that the answer would be Mike Trout. Mm. And then the answer would be, are they going to the playoffs? And it would be a hell no. Yeah. You know, it, it you don't have to have a unanimous face of the franchise in order for the franchise to be good. You know, that's and a very good point. I, I think that should be, you know, understood by, by baseball fans. 
Yeah. A couple things here. Uh, Jason Burke apparently did not follow directions because we said current face of the franchise. Now I know he's being <laughs> tongue in cheek with Greg Vaughn, yeah. but you got to give me a current name. Give me a funny current name. At least like if you got to say uh, Chagua <laughs> or something like that. Okay. I'll, I'll take you up on that. Uh, and then also I noticed no Kevin Kiermeyer mentions either. So maybe Kevin Kiermeyer no. isn't as big of the face as Rays fans think that he is to outsiders because he's Ooh. been with the Rays since 2013. And again, the, these are hosts of other, you know, local podcasts. They followed their team every day. And so when that name of Kevin Kiermaier isn't really resounding on people that are drowning in baseball content every day, that should kind of speak to, hmm, maybe Kevin Kiermaier isn't as big on other markets, which means is his value as high sometimes as we pretend that yeah. it is only maybe for the race. Very good point. Uh, my next thing here, I've also got a little bit of quasi trivia for you, Ulysses. Ooh, okay. Uh, we love to talk about prospects. Everybody loves to talk about prospects. And MLB.com recently released its updated top 100 prospects list. And I'm, I've got a couple things I want to mention about this list. But first, I have the top 10, the updated top 10 in front of me. And I want to see if you can guess three of the names, three of the top 10 MLB.com prospects. Updated list. I should mention, and I'll give you a little hint here. No raised players, no raised prospects are in this top 10 list. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to go with Adley Rutschman. Yes. He is number one. I'm going to go with. Kbert Ruiz. Did he graduate already? Uh, I don't know, but he's not on this top 10 list. I can tell you that okay. strike one, Jack lighter. Jack lighter is not on this list either. Strike two. Running through teams. I'm running through teams. Who's got a good, um, then, oh God, no, I don't want to say him, but I'll say him. <laughs> Mackenzie Gore. I thought you were going to say Jason Dominguez for a second. <laughs> no, but no, he's not on the top 10. Uh, no to Jason Dominguez, not your guess. Uh, I know. And no to Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore fell off big time for. Yeah. That's why I didn't want to say him. So. Okay. Damn um, it. so anyway, okay. You got Adley Rutschman, which. I mean, God help the Orioles. They need somebody to they bring need a spark to that franchise. But um, Rutschman's number one. The Mariners, Julio Rodriguez is number two. Bobby Witt Jr., the shortstop with the Royals is number three. He's kind of the 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 yang to Wander Franco's yin. You know, that's kind of, they're yeah. kind of the shortstops talked about. Spencer Torkelson with the Tigers is number Tigers, four. Yeah. Uh, Marco Luciano shortstop with the Giants. Really not familiar with him. He's number five. No. CJ Abrams. I've heard about him. I think he's really known for his speed shortstop with the Padres. He's number six. Outfielder with the Tigers. Uh, Riley Green. He's number seven. The Tigers have a couple, uh, couple dudes yeah. on this list. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez with the Orioles again, right-handed pitcher. He's number eight. Uh, Marcelo Meyer with the Red Sox, who they just drafted, I think number four overall in the 2021 draft. He's number nine, shortstop. And then number 10 is uh, Mets catching prospect, 
Francisco Alvarez. So that's the top 10. Just want to put that out there. Now okay. moving on uh, the top 100, how many raised prospects are in MLB.com's updated top 100 list? Oh, I could do better with this one. Okay. I could do better with this question. I'm going to say, and I'm only going to give you one guess. So you got to really oh, think about it. I, I can't it. give you three strikes. Uh, eight, seven, six. No, no, can't no. Do I that. got it. I got it. It's going to be four. Very close. It is five. Damn it is it. five. Follow-up question. Can Who you name the five players on this Yes, list? I will. Yes, okay. I will. I'm going to come back, baby. I'm like the race. I come back late in the game. <sighs> Vidal Brujan. Yes. Shane Boz. Yes. Josh Lowe. Yes. And not necessarily this order, but that's okay. It's just naming the five. Cool, 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 cool. Don't get cold on me, baby. Come on. Stay hot. Stay hot. Greg Jones. Yes. One more. I really want to give you a hint, but you're on a roll here, so I'm not going to give it one to you. Can I ask a question for number five? Sure. <sighs> Position player or pitcher? Position player. Damn it, that was a dumb question. Okay, let me just go again. Bruhan, Boz, Low. Greg Jones was the other one. Greg Jones. And it's a position player. It's a position player. Let's go to the Durham Balls. Wait a minute. Do you want to go there? Do you want to go to the Durham Balls? Yes, Taylor Walls graduated. He is not on this list. I I, I will give you I was like, that's a tricky question. Okay. Do I want to go to Durham Balls? Oh, I like that. I don't know if you do. I mean. I may want to, but I don't have to go there. No, you don't. Damn it. All right. This is going to be wrong, but I'm going to go with. The prospect, the slap. <laughs> I'm going to go with the slap blank prospect, Mr. <laughs> Xavier Edwards. And you would be correct, sir. Blake Snell, eat something. Eat yes. crap. Okay. <laughs> eat a slap blank. All right. Eat a slap. <laughs> uh, very good. Okay. So just running through mm-hmm. this, Shane Boz is ranked number 20, Bruhan number 22, Edwards number 76. Low number 79, Greg Jones, number 91. Final question with this. Not really a trivia question, but editorializing here. Which of these sure. five do you think will have the most successful big league career? You got to look at organization. And the Rays are either good with pitching or good with the bats. I got to go with the pitching. So. Having said that, organizationally, you gotta bet Shane Boss has to have the best, um, you know, route here to succeed um, early, and 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 that's that's helpful. That that'll get him millions down the line. Yes, but productivity wise, I think he's gonna have a really productive four years with the Rays, four to five. I couldn't agree more. And a couple reasons, of course, how the Rays work with pitchers and how so quickly he has transformed himself mm-hmm. with his mechanics, with his delivery, with his command and control. There's a reason that he went from the number 90 prospect in baseball to now number 20 prospect in baseball, according to MLB.com further. I wonder how much of 
the pandemic may help pitchers and hurt position players. Because if you think about it, if you're a pitcher, you find a buddy and you throw to him. You, or you right. go to a lab and you throw whatever you want, as much as you want. You look at the data, you adjust, you tinker, you throw yes. all day if you want to. If you're a position player, it's it's hard to it's hard to get the same experience without playing minor league baseball. It, you, yeah. you can't really, it's hard to get true, true sense of fielding, true sense of facing different pitches and different pitchers and the, the game action. I liken it sort of to like, if you're a basketball player, if you're a three point shooter, uh, you can, you can go out to the, to your backyard and, and shoot threes all day and improve. But if you're a point guard, like, and you have nobody to pass to, you, you, you don't have five guys. You don't, you're not, you're not playing a pickup game. You're not playing a scrimmage. It's hard to really work on your vision and work on yeah. your passing drills and work on your leadership. But so I kind of, I, I think that this, what happened with COVID may elevate some pitchers and detract some position players, not to say Bruhan Edwards, Josh Lowe and Greg Jones aren't going to be successful. I mean, currently they're, they're doing great things, but I think this, we, we see how quickly Boz is elevated. And I think, I don't think that's a fluke. In my opinion. No, and, and and let's also remember in that trade with the Pirates, it took a little bit to identify who that third player was going to be mm-hmm. after Meadows and Glass. Now it, it was Shane Boss. So there there definitely was some talk with the race and the pirates. Who do you want? Who are you able to? They pinpointed him. They said, yeah. We want this guy. This is the guy that we want. And 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 also it's not like they got him in triple A. He was an A in A ball. So do you, you're still able to kind of tinker and manipulate that, that young arm into what you can do organizationally. And it has shown, I mean, his pitching mechanics are white to black. It's just been a whole different change. I mean, it's fantastic to see. So I would definitely go, go with him, but Hey, thank you for making me look, you know, better than in the beginning. That was nice. Thank you for picking me up. Yeah. I will tell you, you know, I can almost guarantee one thing that could help these raised prospects elevate even further built bar. Maybe that can help them get to the next level. Why not? Because you know that they have amazing flavors. They are healthy, delicious. It's fantastic. You've got coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, so many flavors. In fact, if you don't know what your uh, favorite flavor is, you can just get a mix box. Why don't you get two of each and then you can try all nine flavors. It's fantastic. So you've got to go to build.com because this is the best way to get your built bars. They're 17 to 18 grams protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar. Built.com. This is where you can get them. Write the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15% off your order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. 
Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100, NFL, the numerals 100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, you can use the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on. You know, Kevin, we were talking about minor leaguers mm-hmm. in the second segment there. One name, obviously, Josh Lowe. I want to give him a big congrats for being a 2020 guy 20 home runs, 20 steals. That's a lovely thing to do in professional baseball. What a guy. He's got talent. We're going to see him wearing a Rays uniform very, very soon. So congrats to him. Did you know the last time that that happened for a Durham Bulls player? I actually did see that tweet, so I do know who it is. And it's Justin Ruggiano, correct? The great Justin Ruggiano in 2007. So many more good things to come for Josh Lowe. That's really cool. Is there a tinge of sarcasm in the Justin Ruggiano Mentioned Honestly, there. you know, on Friday, we were talking about Rid Brignac and Desmond Jennings as my uh-huh. two picks. <sighs> no. Justin Ruggiano makes that top five. I thought he was going to be a big thing. Was he a huge prospect? I thought he was just kind of uh, I, no, like I just a like Brasso-esque call-up. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, again, we're prospect huggers. If you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan, you just grow to be a prospect hugger. Justin Ruggiano was that I, I really thought he was going to, but Hey, you know, he actually, you know, he, he was in the league for a good five, six years. Yeah. I think that's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad, man. I, I am a little concerned about not to go into a whole thing here. Josh Lowe does have quite a bit swing and miss a la, maybe not to the extent of Kevin Padlow, but that is a little bit worrisome, but I think Josh right. Lowe's tools are significantly greater than Kevin Padlow's. So at least he has, that working yeah. for him. Uh, okay, to end the program here, Ulysses, was it last week or the week before that we read an email from Darren Hybert? Mm, maybe last week, I think. Okay. Well, he Early sends great emails. Week? Either way, we've got several Darren emails, and he has another yeah. one for us. So we figured it's a mo- uh, Monday. Why not end the show uh, with uh, a solid email from here uh, from him? So let me go ahead and present that to you. He says... Um, A few weeks back, when the Rays were playing the White Sox, you mentioned the White Sox broadcasting crew. On the same note, I enjoy Boston's broadcast with Dennis Eckersley. He comes across as very likable and fun to listen to and expresses interest in the other team's players. Uh, Darren also mentions how a little changing of the numbers here, but the Red Sox are four and a half games back and the Yankees are seven games back of the Rays. Who do we root for when they face off against each other? I'm a little more scared of the Yankees personally interested in your thoughts. Enjoying the show. Well, Darren, like, uh, like I think you agree with me, Kevin. Uh, thank you so much for sending emails and, uh, Mm -hmm. don't, be afraid to send emails. We, we love them and, and we usually get to all of them. Um, that's tough, man. Um, 
that's tough on on the Eckersley thing. I've I've heard the Red Sox announcing, and I've really not been a not fan. A fan. Of it. I, I I I would say one word that Dennis Eckersley likes to say. I would say yuck. Yes, that is really the most signature Eckersley moment is when he said yuck after I think it was Eduardo Rodriguez gave up six earned runs in just a couple innings. And then there was a whole spout with David Price. It turned into a whole thing and a lot of back and forth. It it made national, I think, international headlines. The other thing I know about Eckersley, I mean, first of all, I give him credit for having a great tan and still a great mustache. But there was, look, I don't, it really, for me, I don't tune into opposing broadcasters that much, but I do remember there was uh, there. There's been a thing where Eckersley kind of hammers on Ryan Yarbrough for you know being a soft tosser, like for entire half innings, he'll refer to Yarbrough's changeup as salad. So he kind of he's a little quirky with it. Like I, I'm huh. not a I I respect what Darren's saying. I just don't. I, I can't really speak to if Dennis Eckersley is, is good or not. I've heard he's entertaining, but it's, I, especially Red Sox Yankees. It's tough for me to tune into that broadcast crew. I'll tune into the white Sox. I'll tune into another, but Red Sox and Yankees makes it, makes it tough on me. I gotta be honest. Di- different strokes for different folks. You know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad he gets a, a, a kick but, out of Eckersley. I don't, I, I actually do like the Jace guy, um, you know, uh, Buck Martinez as a, as a, yeah. as a, as a color commentary. I've enjoyed him in the past. Uh, I, I feel like he's okay. I feel like he knows the race very well, right? which yeah. is really nice because I want somebody, if, if they're not a Homer, I want them to know the team. Yeah that I like very well. And Buck Martinez does yeah. that pretty effectively. So, um, yeah, it's always nice to, to see, uh, you know, kind of get the gauge on how yeah. people think about your team. But on that second part of the question, the who scares you the most, mm-hmm. uh, if the answer isn't the New York Yankees, if you're a race fan, I don't know what you've been watching lately Yeah, because the Yankees are on fire right now. And again, that's not to say, Oh my God, doom is coming because the Rays are playing really, really well too. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't look down; it's the Yankees looking up. So let's just make sure yes. that that that's how it stays. But the Yankees are hot, and they, I think they've won what nine in a row. I mean, it, it, if it isn't Rizzo, it's Voit. If it isn't Voit, it's Stanton. If it's not Stanton, it's Judge. And if it's not Judge, then why not make it the Squid, former X-ray yes. Andrew Velasquez? I mean, my goodness, it's everybody. Yeah, there's a couple things. First off, they have the best record in baseball since July 4th. So they've really kicked it into another gear. And uh, I can't remember. I think it might have been Mike Petriello. It was one of the, the MLB guys that really did a good synopsis on how the Yankees have turned things around. And a couple points here is, you know, the pitching has really been good all season, particularly in the last couple of months. Their, their core of hitters have, have lived up to their potential these last couple of weeks and couple of months. They've improved base running to an extent. They're winning tight ball games. They have those spark plugs. Like Velasquez, he's he's never going to be a star. He's never going to be a judge, a Voight, a Stanton, but he's kind of a Rays-esque player, plays all around the diamond, and you can tell he loves the game and brings a certain pizzazz and energy. Plus, he's from the Bronx, so there's that whole tie-in yeah. as well. But the one thing that kind of gets to me and makes me a little bit worried is 
they're doing all this without Gio Urshela, without Domingo Herman, without Glaber Torres, without Corey Kluber. And all those guys are expected to be back sometime in late August or September. Moreover, you look at, and I mentioned their pitching staff, the Yankees have a better team ERA than the Rays. The Yankees team ERA is fifth in baseball compared to the Rays. And what also concerns me is, you know, I know that the Red Sox have gotten Chris Sale back. I don't think that necessarily puts them over the hump. We've seen that as of late from them. But with the Yankees, they're not going to hesitate in a playoff series to roll out Garrett Cole on short rest on less than four days. And I feel like if it was the same situation with Chris Sale, he being the Red Sox ace, I don't know if the Red Sox do the same. But in a pinch, that is why the Yankees gave Garrett Cole 300 some odd million dollars is to when it comes October, we need you every third, every fourth day. We need you as much as you can be available. Not to mention Jordan Montgomery continually for one reason or another, gives the race fits. Jamison Tyon has, I mean, he's basically been the number two for the Yankees these, these last couple months. So it's, it's a little bit, and, and a lot of their guys, I mean, they've got a good bullpen too. They, they've got a lot of guys that, I've never heard of that are putting up good numbers similar to, you know, what other markets would consider the raise of how is Matt Whistler doing this? How is JT Shogwa doing this? How is, you know, insert odd raise name reliever that how is Kittredge doing what he's doing? It's sort of the same with the Yankees too. So that's all a little bit concerning in my opinion. No, uh, 100% of what you're saying. And again, I think the, the biggest uh, threatening portion of uh, of facing the Yankees. It's it's a short series, you know. And, and when you're talking short series, I don't care how good the Rays have done against Garrett Cole, and I don't care that Garrett Cole's father, Jimon Choi, is in the lineup. Uh, it's it's it, it's still <laughs> He's Garrett hurt right Cole. now. Hamstring, <laughs> yeah, hamstring. always a lower body issue with Jimon Choi. It, it really is, and and so it, it, it's still tough to to face a guy like Garrett Cole. And like you said, if it's a short series, you could run them out twice. So it's the Yankees right now. I I don't think it's the Red Sox. I unfortunately don't think it's going to be the Oakland A's. Well, 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 I guess within the the division, it wouldn't be them. But if you're looking at Red Sox and and the Yankees, I'd say the Yankees. If you're looking a little bit at the bigger picture on who's the race for for the wild card, uh, you know, I have a soft spot for, for the Mariners. And I, I think every baseball fan has since, you know, that great 2001 run. It's not going to happen this year. And the Oakland A's, they don't look like the Oakland A's that, that we've gotten accustomed to since Moneyball. Um, it's, it's tough out there in the West, yeah. man. And the other thing, too, is you mentioned Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. They haven't really heated up yet. I mean, if you look at their numbers with the Yankees, I think, I don't know if it's Gallo or Rizzo. I think it's Gallo that's been like 156 and yeah, Rizzo's like 240. Cool. But you yeah. would imagine that progression, regression to the mean, however you want to say it, that if short they porch, baby. pick up, yeah, short por- Yankee <laughs> Stadium, that is tailor made I mean, for those lefties right there. Like fly yeah. ball, routine fly ball, that's a home run in Yankee that, Stadium. His right. only home run was ridiculous. <laughs> it was like hit at like a 50 degree a angle, pop-up. but you know, just yeah, got out of the outfield. Yeah, that, that Brandon Lau could catch it from his second base shift, and no, and how did this get out of here? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, what the what is what is this time travel bull crap that's happening here uh, at the Yankee Stadium? No, so uh, yeah, they're they're the scary one right now. But again, 
if you take care of business, I, well, let's go back to segment number one. They have 37 games left. Can the Rays win 20 games out of those 37? I believe that they can do that. I think you can. You believe that too. You said so. And I think most race fans think that 20 and 17 is not an is not out of this world, especially how well they're playing. 97 wins in this division should be it. Yes, that that should get you the division. 97. Uh, can I give? I know we're running long here, but look, if if you're, I, I want to give a shout out first off to listener Christopher Johnson on Twitter. He shared an article from Topkin uh, where glass now talked about some of the attendance and stadium issues that he talked about oh on the Chris Rose podcast. We're not going to get into that, but I will tell you, Chris and other listeners out there the next three days on the locked on Rays podcast, we dive deep into the Rays stadium and attendance issue with Michael Lortz. And if you don't know Michael Lortz, Google him, look him up on Twitter. He has studied this thing pretty much every day for, I think the last decade. So you're going to get your answers resolved. I, I think glass now is for the most part, it pretty much hits the nail on the head. Although he gave a shot to the marketing team, which I don't think is look, I, I don't think the marketing is in promotional uh, aspect for the rate. Like I think they could do a lot better. In fact, I think yeah. they should lean into it a little bit more, like put a billboard up that the dry, can we, the, the, the bridge isn't see that bad. Hey, let's get more. We can do more than 5,000, right, guys? Like, be yeah. great. Like, you've got to really embrace what's going on right Put now. Like, raise damn billboard in Hillsborough County. I mean, uh, w- yeah. why is it so difficult to, to see any type of race stuff in Hillsborough County? It doesn't make sense. It's not the same Pete race, Tampa Bay. So yeah. you know what? It should be marketed in Tampa as well. I don't know why there's this clear demarcation yeah. line of like, you know, we can only show Ray stuff in Pinellas. Oh, at the Tampa international airport, I can get buck stuff. I can get bolt stuff and I can't get Ray stuff. I go yeah. to a Walmart or a target. There's no Ray stuff. What are you talking about? It's in the middle of the summer and you've got more buck stuff and NHL stuff. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. The marketing, the marketing is kind of crap. Yeah. And I'll also say to that is when they do, cause I will drive some time and there'll be the, the little flash billboard. And all it does is list the upcoming schedule of Rays playing Red Sox. And then you have a silhouette of Yandy Diaz, no slogan, no, no pizzazz or you can barely see the player. Like it's, it's just not. Right. And quite frankly, if every home game, you should be handing out bumper stickers. You should be handing out uh, the little license plate tags, like something to yeah. where people are putting some sort of raise thing on their car that's free traffic that's free advertising when they're driving all across tampa bay or wherever it may be but uh again we the the stadium attendance stuff that will be covered tuesday wednesday and thursday as we have a very long in-depth interview with michael lortz and just to close this thing ulysses you gave some round numbers to me uh back in the first uh first segment here i've got one more I've got a little code for you to crack 100, 100 pitches, 100 pitches from this three game series. What does that signify? Say that one more time. 100 pitches. Somebody threw a hundred pitches during the three game series against the White Sox. Who was that pitcher? Was it? No, it wasn't Patino. Was it Patino? No, no, he was less than that. McClanahan? 
Did McClanahan pitch on Friday? That he played pitch pitched on the, Friday. The oh my God, Michael Walker! <laughs> Michael Walker. He may be in the rotation still with this Archer injury, but how could I forget? Yes, he threw a hundred pitches, and I just want to throw this out there again. I know we're going long here, we really got to get going, but um, it wasn't. Look, he looked better to me than he had his last several starts, yes. particularly it being the White Sox, and he changed how he threw and what he threw. If you notice, there were a lot more curveballs thrown yes. in that outing. And I noticed no it, and I was like, yeah, I, I looked it up, and I was like, I just want to check and be sure. And me uh, and the eye did not lie. He threw, uh, actually, let me just kind of go through the breakdown. Out of those 100 pitches, 43 were change-ups, 27 were forcing fastballs, 18 curveballs and 12 cutters. That is a good sign because cutters, the cutter had been his second most used pitch up to this point. It had Fantastic. been mostly forcing 36% forcing fastball, 32% cutter, 29% changeup, 4% curveball. Then on Friday, it was 43% changeup, 27% fastball, 18% curveball, 12% cutter. When you don't have that speed differential between your four seamer and your cutter and your cutter doesn't cut, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's just a recipe yeah. for disaster. I love the fact of moving it around, putting the changeup as number one. Of course, keep your fastball command intact by having as your second pitch. But then your third one, the one that's going to get people off it, it has to be the curveball. The yes. curveball plays. And, you know. I can only hope for good things for Michael Walker. Why? Because if Michael Walker does good, my team is doing well, and that's what I want. So I want Michael Walker to succeed. Yes. I don't know how long he will be able to, to do that, but as long as he can, as long as he has a leash, succeed. That's all mm-hmm. I want. I don't yeah. know why it took him so long to change things here. Maybe he mm-hmm. wasn't totally comfortable throwing his curveball, but now he's throwing his best pitches more often and his worst pitch worst pitches less often. And that yes. is a really good sign. The less of the cutter we see from Michael Walker, you, if you slip it in five, 10 times sure. a game. Okay. And you, but if you can't be using that thing, what was he using it? 32% of the time. That's no. not going to work. So at least we might start to be seeing a shift here. If he's still in the rotation or still on the team by the end of right. the month. Okay. Uh, that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode folks, because uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a lot of stadium attendance talk with a pre-recorded interview with Michael Lords. And then we'll be back on Friday, uh, either with Evan Klosky or just, uh, Ulysses and I. So, uh, it'll be a little while before we chat then. Okay. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the locked on MLB and locked on bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day, stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.